today to Romans, the fifth chapter. Romans, the fifth chapter. We're going to look at a few scriptures this morning. We're going to talk about what the death of Christ accomplished. What the death of Christ accomplished. See, so many times we look back at the cross and see the physical torment, the physical pain that our Lord Christ went through, and we see the physical aspect of it, and we don't see exactly what happened on your behalf and what God was doing through the Christ on the cross. See, not only, you know, most folks think, well, the Lord was forgiving us of sin, which was a, just a small portion of what Christ did. Just a, he wasn't just forgiving of sin. He was dealing with the whole of mankind when he dealt with Christ on the cross. Jesus was the Son of Man. He was also the Son of God, but he was the Son of Man, which meant this, that he was the representative of mankind. He was representing every man, every woman. He was representing every child, every human being on this earth. When Christ was on the cross, he drew them all unto him, and he died for them on that cross. And God Almighty was dealing with you through the person of, our, uh, of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 5 and 12. He said, wherefore, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. You know, when we think of sin, we think of adultery, murder, lying, stealing. This is not what he's, he's talking about here. He's not, talking, he's not labeling sin in that kind of a category. Sin in the New Testament is talking about a nature or a, uh, the inward being which is connected to sin, a sin nature, uh, the nature that separates a man from Almighty God, the thing that separates and causes him to lose fellowship and lose communication with Almighty God. That is a nature, not just outward acts, something deep-seated. See, if, if forgiveness of sin was all we needed, S-I-N, just forgiveness of that, uh, anybody, you know, they had forgiveness of sins in the Old Testament. But Jesus Christ died on the cross to do something else. He died on the cross to do away with everything that connected man to sin. His old nature, the old man that you were on the inside, Jesus Christ did away with him. He went to the very root of the problem and totally annihilated and destroyed the old man. And when you get born again, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You're a brand new creation. And you've lost your old connections now. Your old connections that connected you with evil, with sin, with sickness with disease, with failure, with poverty, everything that come with the failure and fall of man that man was connected to, it has totally been annihilated by the Son of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Praise God. Glory to God. He says, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. He said death passed upon all men. No one could escape it. No one. No one could was born in this earth after Adam committed high treason against God. No man that was born in this earth escaped being infected by the death nature of Satan himself. Let me read you another translation, Cotton Patch. Class Jordan, he said, all right, now it's like this. Through the one man, Adam, sin got a toehold in the world. Then through sin, death got in, and that's how death infected the whole human race. Every man born after Adam had a sin nature. They were in a fallen state. They were separated from Almighty God. Even those under the Old Covenant, the Jewish people, they had the law of sin and death. They were not born-again people. They were not in our class of beings. Therefore, when Jesus Christ went to the cross, He was the supreme sacrifice. He was the one that God used to do away with the old man that was connected to sin and death. He used Jesus Christ and Jesus himself became your sin. He became your failure. He became on the cross the most absorbent figure in, uh, that's ever lived. He absorbed everything in him on that cross that was connected to sin, death, hell, and the whole thing that Satan had brought against mankind, he absorbed it on that cross, praise God. And he absorbed all of mankind's failure, praise the Lord. Therefore, man that is born again is no longer connected to sin. He's no longer connected to sickness. He's no longer connected to failure. He's no longer connected to depression. He's no longer connected to fear, praise God. He can walk out, walk out just like a man walks out of prison, free with a pardon, hallelujah. He can walk out free and say, blessed be God, I have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of Almighty God. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Everything that connected you to failure, Jesus took it on that cross. Everything that your old man had, that evil nature, that nature of death, that nature that was absorbent to every sickness that come along, that nature which lived in fear. You say, I didn't live in fear. Every man lives in fear of something till he meets Jesus Christ. He's afraid. He's got a fear. Do you know sin makes cowards out of people? Sin makes a coward out of a man in front of Almighty God. Sin makes you a coward as a Christian in front of the devil. It makes cowards out of people. But Jesus Christ makes supermen out of you. Hallelujah. He makes men and women that can walk this earth above sin, sickness, disease, and failure. He makes men and women that can walk this earth 
and not have to be under the very burden and under the bondage of every failure that comes along. They're not bound by the circumstances that comes each day. They're not bound, people. They're not bound. These people in this new creation is not bound to failure. They're not bound to sickness and disease. They're not bound with the circumstances, not bound by what is dominating other people. They're bound only by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 1 John 3 and 8. Turn with me to 1 John 3, 8. People, if you'll get a hold of what we're teaching this day, you'll walk out of your circumstances free as a, as a bird flies out of its cage. You'll walk out free from any dominion that Satan has over you. I don't care if it's a, if it's a drug habit. I don't care if it's any kind of alcohol problem. I don't care if it's a burden that you cannot get out from under financially. You can walk out free and clear knowing that you're connected to the almighty God that has more than enough. First John 3 and 8. said, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose... The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. How many of you know that Jesus Christ destroyed the works of the devil? He destroyed and annihilated and even, even when he did annihilated the power of the evil one. You know how he done it? He said through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. He done it through death. He done it in his death. What did God Almighty accomplish in the death of Christ? What did he accomplish? He accomplished this. He accomplished doing away with a race of people that was directly in union with the devil, directly under the death nature, under the sin nature. He done away with that old man that was connected. Every effect that, that spiritual death had on man, he totally took that and annihilated that and caused a new creation to come into being that was in direct union with God Almighty. Yeah, Hallelujah. Drawn into union. Drawn into union. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you this. When the Son of Man was on that cross, he represented mankind. But there was someone else on that cross that day. The Son of God was on that cross, friend. And that two families met there that day. Families that had been separated throughout eternity from the beginning of time, the beginning of man. They had been separated since the fall of Adam. But I'm telling you, on that day, the Son of Man and the Son of God kept covenant, praise God, and the blood flowed from the Son of the living God and the Son of God, and they kept covenant there, and we got in on it by the grace of Almighty God. Shout glory, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What did God accomplish in the death of Christ? What did he accomplish? that through his death he might destroy him. He was manifested that he might destroy him. 
uh, that had the power of death. Knox translates 1 John 3, 8. says that he might undo what the devil had done. He undone something. You know what? He undone your connection with, with failure. Amen. He undone your connection with sickness. Amen. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be a failure. You don't have to labor under poverty and downtrodden, being a nobody. God has made you a somebody in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He's made you something special. I'm telling you, in your eyes, you're as important to him as the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Knox said that mighty, he might undo what the devil had done. Johannes Gruber translates that, said, This is the reason why the Son of God appeared on earth, that he might deliver those who, whom the devil held in bondage. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! Glory! Glory! He said he has delivered us. Oh, glory to God! He's delivered us out of the hand of the enemy and turned us loose in the new world of the Son of his love. This new world where we live in the world of God this morning and I'm not having any connection with that old man. My old man died with Christ. God killed him on that cross. He's gone. He does not exist. And this connection I have now is connected with the Son of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. He says in Romans 5 and 8, he said, yet while we was yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many of you know God died for sinners? How many of you know he died for every person in hell? He died for them. He died for every drug addict. He died for every homosexual. He died for every person that, that's a failure, that's a nobody that just has never done anything. He died for them where he could make them a somebody. Praise be unto God. You know, when he went into Nazareth, into his own hometown, the first thing he preached, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the good news to them that's held captive. He has sent me to open the eyes of the blind. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives and proclaim the year of jubilee. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. You know, Jesus looked right at those Jews and told them, said, you're looking at your great God I am right now, friend. You're looking at God. You're looking at God right now, and I come to set you free. And they got mad. Amen. They got mad. They wanted to stone him. You know, people today, if you tell them, my God will heal them. Well, I know that's not right. If he was, he'd be healing them over at my church. <laughs> you know, we've been established since... 16066. People are getting mad. Let me tell you something. Anytime it's a blessing, I'm telling you right now, I ain't never seen the devil bless anybody, have you? He ain't in the blessing business. How many of you know cancer is not a blessing? How many of you know arthritis is not a blessing? How many of you know being down and out and broke 
and laboring under a financial debt that you cannot pay is not a blessing. Jesus Christ said, I've come to preach the gospel to the poor. Praise God. What is the gospel? It's good news. What is the good news that he preached to the poor? Oh, poor folks, you don't have to be poor no more. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. I come to set you free. He said, I'll supply your needs not according to your job, but according to my riches and glory. Hallelujah. He said, if you'll just seek me first, and, the, and my righteousness, all that stuff be added to you as a matter of course. Don't worry about it. That'll just come as a matter of course. Put me first, the rest of them just overtake you. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5th chapter. Second Corinthians 5.14. What did the death of Christ accomplish? Second Corinthians 5.14 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because thus we thus judge that if one died for all, then all are all were dead. All are dead. Uh, Lawback clears that up a little bit. He said, We know that Christ died for all of us, so our old self died with him. Weymouth said, the conclusion at which we have arrived being this, that one, Jesus, having died for all, his death was their death. Now, let me tell you something. Get a hold of this this morning. Now, when Jesus Christ died, he became absorbent on the cross, just like a gigantic sponge. Everything that was against mankind, everything that came of the fall of man, he drawed it unto him. He said he became sin for you who knew no sin that we could become the very righteousness of Almighty God. He became sin. He became sin on that cross and everything connected with the failure and death realm was drawn into him. People this day, I'm telling you, you don't never have to be a failure again. You don't ever have to be anything but victorious ever again. Hallelujah. Look in the 17th verse there. He said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. 18th verse is all things are of God. This new birth, every bit of it's of God. You're connected, totally connected to the King of Kings now. You're totally in union with Jesus Christ. From the time that Jesus Christ was on the cross until he sat down at the high seat in the universe, everything that he did was totally as man's substitute. He was dying for me. He died for me. While I was yet sinner, Christ died for me. Say that with me. Christ died for me. Christ died for me. Say it again. Christ died for me. Say it again. Christ died for me. Jesus Christ died for me. So if he died for me, it was just like, that's the way God did, got rid of your old man. How many of you know your old man died? He don't exist anymore. He don't exist anymore. And every connection that he had has been severed. I mean, it's severed that relationship with hell. I mean, it's severed. It's totally annihilated. Now, you are... This new man 
that's been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, this new man is in direct union with Jesus Christ, but something else. This new man is not connected to the death of Christ because that old man's gone. This new man is connected to the resurrection power of Almighty God. He said the same power that resurrected the Lord Jesus Christ lives and dwells in your mortal body today. Amen. Praise God. The resurrection's in you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You know, we run around with crosses on our, you know, hanging crosses around. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. Man, we ought to have thrones hanging around there. <laughs> we ought to have us a throne. We're connected to the throne room. Man, we can come boldly under the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. We can walk, walk right in where daddy's at. Amen? He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature. The 21st verse. He said, for he hath made him to be sin." For us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. How many of you been, know you've been made righteous? You've been made that away. I mean, the minute you got born again, you was made that away. That's the way God made you. That's the way. He doesn't make uh, unrighteous and some righteous. He makes righteous. You know what righteousness means? It means you can stand before Almighty God with no sense uh, uh, of inferiority. You don't have any inferiority complex because you're walking before daddy, hallelujah. You're walking before your father. You're coming boldly under the throne room and sitting down with daddy and obtaining grace and mercy anytime you want it. Hallelujah. Black Welder translates that verse. Jesus being made sin. How many of you know Jesus took every sin that the world had on the cross? Man, every devil in hell gathered up that day. Whole countryside turned black with them. They thought they defeated the Son of God. They thought, well, we've got him. We, you know the Bible calls Jesus the last Adam? How many of you know that? Them devils thought, well, we defeated the first Adam. We've defeated the sec second, last Adam. We've defeated him. We, he, he's become sin. They seen the sin in him. They seen this. And his spirit descended into the lower depths of hell. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 40, said, As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the world, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He descended into the lower depths of hell. He labored under the torment of hell. Oh, in Acts, he said, seeing this, Peter preaching said, seeing this before the resurrection, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. God didn't leave him there because he was illegally down there. He went out there with my sin, and he went out there with your sin. Oh, hallelujah. And he deposited them in the very throne room where they came from. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I can see the, 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 the devil in the hell marching up and down the back alleys of hell, jumping out and down, shouting, we've got the Son of God. We've defeated the purpose of God. We've got the Son. We've defeated him. Oh, hallelujah. But praise God, the God that's more than enough heard that. He heard that coming up over the banisters in heaven. He said, what is that? Praise God, look at that. He's had enough. 
Hallelujah. It's enough down there. And he caused the life, the nature of God to come into Christ there. And it exploded that place. And he cleaned that place and walked out of that place with the captives. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Said he led captivity captive. Oh, glory. Carried him right on into glory. Praise be unto God. Said he became sin for us who knew no sin. Blackwell to translate that. Said in our behalf, God identified. You know what identified means? That means made identical, like identical twins. How many of you know you was roommates with Christ? Huh? You was birthed right out of God himself. He said in our, in our behalf, God identified him, Jesus, with everything in the whole realm of sin. Everything in the whole realm of sin. Not just sins, uh, dirty and these things like that, uh, 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 murder and all this, but everything in the whole realm of sin, from sin, sickness, failure, everything that come with the fall of man, he totally took that on the cross. And I'm telling you right now, he was resurrected. How many of you believe that himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness on the cross? How many of you know when Jesus was resurrected, he wasn't sick? How I many you know he was totally uh, full of the life of Almighty God, the resurrection power? When they seen him, they didn't even recognize him. The glory of God was so strong on him. John seen him on the Isle of Patmos. He said his eyes was flames of fire. said his hair was white as snow. Oh, he said his voice was the voice of many waters. Just rolling the magnificent Lord, the magnificent King of Kings, the magnificent God is seated in the throne this day and you're seated with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. That's who you're connected with. Oh, that's who you, that's who your connections with now. All those other things were severed by Christ, totally annihilated. Turn with me back to Isaiah the fifty-third chapter. Isaiah fifty-three. See, not only did Jesus become sin, now let, uh, we'll read that just a second. I want you to get a hold of this. Now look right at me. I want you to get a hold of this. Jesus not only took the sin and the sin nature, but he took everything in himself, everything that affected man from this sin nature. All the effects of sin and death, he took them. Do you understand what I'm saying? He took the effects of the fall of man. He took it all, and there's no reason for man to fail again. No reason. No reason, praise God, that he couldn't walk this earth just exactly like Jesus did. He said, the works I do, you're going to do also. But he said something else. He said, greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. He guaranteed it when he went to his Father, didn't he? Amen. Amen. <coughs> Jesus collected. I mean, when he's on the cross, he just collected all this sickness. He collected all this failure. He collected all this fear, all this depression, all these broken homes, all these children uh, 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 that, that broke their parents' heart. He, he, all the heart.
everything that came was a fallen man. He collected it up. He collected it up, I'm telling you. He collected every bit of it for you, and that was you in Christ. And then he killed that old man, praise God. And that relationship is totally severed now. Isaiah 53, fourth verse, said, Surely he hath borne our griefs. Have you got any griefs today? Jesus bore them for you. What are you doing, Baron? Huh? Let me tell you something. You can walk off and leave grief just like a dead dog. You ever been on the side of the road and seen a dog get run over? You can walk off and leave your grief this morning because Jesus bore He bore him. And that old man that was connected to grief is dead, just as dead as a dog. He's gone. You can walk off and leave him this morning. You don't have to have them. How can I do that? You don't know my problem. Yes, but Jesus does. He handles your big old problem. He handled it on the cross. He said it's finished, praise God. Glory. Y'all getting a hold of this? I've had folks say, well, I ain't never heard nothing like that. You just keep living. You're going to hear a bunch of it. It's going around the world. It's going around the world. This is what we call the Pauline Revelation. This is what God gives to the church. Right. You know, folks still over here preaching out of something over here and something over here, and ain't nothing wrong. The whole Bible's for us, but I'm telling you right now, the epistles by Paul was written directly to the church. That's who you are. We've majored on the minors, and we've minored on the majors. I read many titles the books that people have written about the Paul, about Paul's theology. He didn't have any theology. You know what he had? He had a direct revelation from Jesus Christ of what he what he'd done for you on the cross. Praise God. All right, let's see what Jesus did when he absorbed and collected everything on the cross. Fourth verse. Said surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted. How many of you know God smitten him with this uh, affliction? God afflicted the Christ uh, uh, on the cross. Did you know that? He afflicted. He said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. My substitute, my substitute. He paid my bill. Hallelujah. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Someone said, well, you know, I don't know about all that healing. Well, you can read writing. You just read, you know. It, it don't take two theologians. And, mm, mm, mm. If anybody ever tries to tell you anything in this Bible, passed away, run. Run. Just run away. Praise God. Praise God. Someone said, well, you know, I don't know about all that healing. Well, you can read writing. You just read. You know, it, it don't take two theologians. And, mm, mm, mm. If anybody ever tries to tell you anything in this Bible passed away, run. Run. Just run away. Get away from that doubt and unbelief. Just run. 
Someone later told me, he said, well, you know, the Lord's got me over at this church. said, I'm kind of a missionary to that church. No, you ain't no missionary. You a meddler. You ain't got no business over there trying to teach something other than the pastor. That cause us try. Said, well, I want to help them. How you, how you think you're going to help them? How you think you're going to help them over there when God came? God wrote it in his Bible right there, plain enough. You mean you're going to do more than God did? Well, I want revival to come. How are you going to cause revival when God came? Tenth verse. Look at that tenth verse. Said, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. My right, by my righteous servant he shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. I'm telling you right now, when Jesus was on the cross, everything was handled. Every total everything that, that, that possibly was against mankind was handled on that day. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. You know, sometimes you'd be reading along there in the Bible and all of a sudden one of these verses would just jump up. It'd just jump up. That's the whole plan of salvation right there. That's what God is trying to do. That's what he's trying to do in the new birth. How many of you know you belong to a new nation? We call it the new creation nation. New creation nation. The devil has tried to counterfeit it. He's tried to do everything. He tried it with uh, uh, Alexander the Great. He tried it uh, with Attila the Hun. He's tried it with everything to raise up. He's tried it with Mussolini. He tried it with Tojo. He tried it with Hitler to raise a, a supernatural people, a, a, a super race of people. He tried to counterfeit it in the physical, but God did it in the spiritual. He's done made you a spiritual superman. Praise God. You are the super race. Oh, hallelujah. You're a super race in God. Mm, mm, mm. Someone say hallelujah. Second Corinthians 4 and 10. He said, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? Well, I died when he died. When he died, I died. I died with Christ. I was crucified with Christ. I went out of existence. Now it's no longer I, but it's the anointed Christ living in me. Amen? He said, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Hallelujah. 20th century said, so that the life also of Jesus may be exhibited in our bodies. What is he trying to say? Look, he killed the old man. He done away with him. He broke all the connections. Everything that was connected to failure, sickness, fear, everything. He totally annihilated that and now he wants the glorified, resurrected power to manifest and exhibit itself through man today. Hallelujah. You're his hands, you're his feet, you're his mouth. 
Someone say amen to that. Hallelujah. The degree that you'll see yourself dead in Christ is the degree that you'll walk in the resurrected, victorious power of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've got to see yourself die. You've got to see the old man dead. You've got to see the new man resurrected with Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You're not in union with his death. You're in union with his resurrection. Amen. Praise God. Praise be unto God. Glory to God. Turn with me to Colossians, the second chapter. Colossians 2.20. Ask me one question. Well, let's, let me just give you an example. I had a friend that was sick, and all of us loved him. He's a fine fellow. And he was a topic of conversation. You know, that's all we talked about. How's old John doing? Well, he's getting worse. He's getting worse all the time. They can't help him. He looks, it, 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 it looks bad. Well, sister, how, how's John? Well, he, he, the doctors don't give any hope at all. Next day, how, how, how's John? How's John? The doctor come out and said, John, John's dead. He ain't the topic of, he can't get no worse. He can't get no worse no more. He can't get any, you know, how's John? He can't get any worse. He can't get any worse. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Look, you can't get no worse. You died. Are you listening to me? You died. You're old man that was connected with sickness. I'm telling you, a dead man can't get sick. <laughs> Are you listening to me? This new man ain't connected to that ram. He ain't connected to that ram. You say, well, how come folks get sick? Because they don't know it. They don't know it. They think, well, everybody ought to get the flu. Here comes the Asian flu. Yeah, I believe I'll get me a dose of it. <laughs> Go run, put a good pair of silk pajamas on it and, and, and crawl up in the bed with it. John ain't the topic of, of the conversation no more. He's gone. I'm not, I'm not interested in how he feels anymore. How are you feeling, John? <laughs> that woman's got the most vivid imagination. Anybody? <laughs> You see what I'm saying? John's dead. How sick is John? He can't get no worse. He can't get any worse. He's dead. Well, that old man that's connected to the death realm and the sickness and all that, he's dead, friend. You're connected to God Almighty. He said, he that's joined unto the Lord has formed a single spirit. He's one with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. said, you have died and your life is now hid with Christ in God. Praise God, hallelujah. I'll find Colossians. <laughs> 
220. I have to tell you when time when a stinging scorpion got her. <laughs> she thought she was gonna die. All right, Colossians 2.20. Said, Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Let me clear that up. William Barclay, Baptist theologian, translates that. He said, Your death with Christ means that the world's rudimentary teaching has nothing more to do with you. Why then go on living as you were, your life as it was dominated by the world? Why go on living like the world system? In other words, Satan is the god of this world, the world system. Blessed be God. But he's not our God, for he's not in our world. Amen? He's not Lord over our world. So why go on living as, you, as if you was dominated by the world? I'm still living that way. How many of you know I done found me a better way to live? Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. That's a new way of living. Amen. Praise God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. Hallelujah. And let me tell you today, this day, you can know this Lord. You can know this victorious Lord that will draw you into union with him. And you can know him as your personal Savior. You can know him as King of kings. You can know him as Lord of lords. You can know him as the mighty God this day. You can know him as the everlasting Father. You can know him as the Prince of Peace this day. You can know him, praise God. You can know him because he'll bring you right into union with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Turn back one book to Philippians, uh, the third chapter. The degree that you understand the death of Christ is the degree of victory you're going to walk in. When you understand what happened in the death of Christ, you're going to understand what happened to you because he was dealing with you. Ever. See, Jesus hadn't, didn't have to defeat the devil. Why, he had him under his foot and where he went. He cast him out and run him everywhere he went. You know, he didn't even care if he's in church. How many know the Lord had cast him out in church too? <laughs> Philippians, the third chapter, and the tenth verse. Paul writing here says, That I may know him that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. In other words, when I understand the death of Christ, then and only then can I operate in the resurrected power of Almighty God. Then can I know what the Christ has done. Then can I understand what Jesus means to me, what the death of Christ means to me. Yeah. Haman said, being molded into the likeness of his death. Ben Johnson finishes that up, says, to, to experience the energy of his resurrection. Wade said, the experience, to experience the spiritual power flowing from his resurrection. To experience the spiritual power flowing from his resurrection. How many of you know spiritual power is more powerful than any physical power? Yeah. Praise God. 
Goodby says, to know the dynamite of his resurrection. I like that some kind of reason. The dynamite, the word there was dudamus, where we get the word dynamite from, meaning power. To know him in the dynamite of his resurrection. Oh, dynamite power is available to the church. Dynamite power, the power of the resurrected God is available to the church. It's available. All we have to do is reckon ourselves dead and blessed be God and alive unto Almighty God. Hallelujah. As these truths rest on your spirit, you'll rise out of mediocrity and walk the high spots, friend. You'll walk upon the high spots of the land and you'll bounce across the fields like hind's feet and the victory of Christ shall be upon your lips and you'll walk with a jingle in your step and you'll walk with a smile on your face and you'll walk in the victory that Christ himself has given the church. Praise, Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To know the dynamite of his resurrection. Lawback said, I want to know him and the power which raised him from the dead. What kind of power was exerted? when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. What kind of power? What kind of power? Praise God. Praise. Don't leave here and say, oh, Brother Southern, what a fine little sermon you put on. I want you to say, I got a hold to something today, and my life will never be the same. I'm going to walk with my Jesus. I'm going to walk hand in hand with him, and I'm going to walk in that victorious resurrected power. I'm not going to walk any other way. I'm going to walk in his power. I'm not going to walk with that old man connected any other way, for he's died. He's died, and we left him on the side of the road. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's a, he's a dead. We, he, ain't even the topic, he ain't even the topic of conversation anymore. He ain't, even, he ain't even worth talking. You know, it ain't, you know, we just ain't talking about him anymore. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I